This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCute, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. This week on the Good Things Guy Jackpot, we're discussing business during lockdown. We need to unpack how people and business is evolving during this time and what lessons South Africans can learn from this evolution of the new way that we work. There is also going to be a future after the COVID-19 lockdown, which I think we all need to be focusing on. Claire Kobeldick, the GM of Gumtree, has joined us today to chat about this and some interesting marketplace trends as well. Morning, Claire. Welcome to the show. Hey, Brent. Super to be here. Thanks so much for the invitation. Before we get into how your business has changed, can you maybe tell us what Gumtree is and what exactly you guys do? Sure. So, Brent, we are, by the broadest definition of what e-commerce is, the largest e-commerce platform in South Africa. What distinguishes us, though, from, for example, Take-A-Lot or Superbalist, some of the more commonly regarded e-commerce platforms, is ours is a marketplace. It's a peer-to-peer trading classified. So there's no transacting through the site. This is where everyday South Africans can list something to sell from their home or their service or a property to rent. So it's very broad. We cover, you know, very wide variety of of categories. And then at the same time, our sellers include small and medium-sized businesses as well. So it might be me selling my treadmill, but it also might be somebody who refurbishes furniture, upcycles furniture and sells that on our platform, as well as a very large category of secondhand car dealers. So Cars is one of our largest categories. It's a flagship category on Gumtree. So there's a huge trade in both me selling my secondhand car or secondhand motorbike, but also a number of secondhand car dealers who trade through the platform as well. So we're a a horizontal, which means we cover every kind of category that you can imagine. And we're peer-to-peer trade or business-to-consumer trade. We don't actually facilitate the transaction. We're also a free platform for the majority. So, you know, if you want to list an item on Gumtree, it's for free. And this means we have a huge number of unique users on the platform. Traditionally, we're number two, number three largest locally published website in South Africa by unique browser numbers. I have to say for March, we saw huge increases in unique browsers for the news platforms and less so from a a commerce point of view. And so we dropped down. But on an average month, we're at around 5 million unique browsers on our platform selling everything from kids' toys to motor yachts and expensive homes in Camps Bay. You know, Gumtree's always just been a part of what I've known. I, I don't actually recall when you guys started. I'm 35 years old, and obviously the internet has been around since, since I can remember. And I feel like Gumtree's always been there. I feel like it's always been something that people have used to try and sell things. And it's, it's very interesting to hear that you have such a wide variety of categories that you actually are in. Absolutely, Brent. So we are, we're like one of the granddaddies, oh, sorry, it's the Hardy Dars in the background, one of the granddaddies of the internet industry in, in South Africa. The history is quite interesting, in fact, because we were launched by two 
young entrepreneurs in the UK. So Gumtree's origins are in the United Kingdom and they targeted all of the expats who were on working visas in the UK. So Aussies, South Africans, Kiwis who were, who were working in London and they actually built the Gumtree community with that as the cornerstone, that is the starting place. So if like me, you went across to London to spend a couple of years trying to earn some pounds, you would have found your bedsit and your fridge and maybe even your job through the Gumtree platform. And then eBay acquired Gumtree from those founding entrepreneurs and exported the brand into a number of different markets, South Africa, namely Australia and other, as well as numerous others. And we've been live in South Africa for over 15 years. What's interesting is that also Gumtree has what the best practice for a marketplace is that you establish yourself within one community you gain critical mass and traction and then you move to another. So it in fact launched in Cape Town in the Western Cape and then moved up to Gauteng and then to, to KwaZulu-Natal. So, you know, built community on community. And with, I mean, you mentioned the number 5 million unique browsers. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of traffic that is going to the website, which means that pre-COVID-19 and the lockdown, you were doing a lot of different sales and helping a lot of people with exchanges and making money. Completely. So, you know, we love the fact that we're an everyman brand for domestic hustlers and entrepreneurs. And this is, you know, this can extend really from, you know, me as a mum selling off the sports equipment that my kids don't use anymore to get textbooks or expensive school uniforms for the next year, as well as numerous small businesses, you know, I, I cell phones and then I resell them. I do the same with appliances and sell those on again. There are many of these really sort of backyard or garage businesses, home industries, and we have a market to, to purchase those items. So there's a, a huge volume of stock on the site. It's usually around a million listings live on the site at any one time. And we refresh our ad. So your ad will immediately be deleted after 30 days. So that's fresh inventory. You know, you think of a shop that gets a million new items for sale every month. That's a huge volume. Pre-lockdown, because, you know, there, there, there's, you, you were talking about different phases of lockdown and the psychology of dealing with the, the period that we're in. Certainly from a Gumtree perspective, we've, we've seen very different phases, but the huge opportunity for the entrepreneurial just before we went into hard lockdown was the trade in sports and, and leisure and hobby equipment. So treadmills and exercise bikes, musical equipment, all of those sorts of things that people had, you know, at the back of their mind and needing to, to do to keep themselves entertained during lockdown. There was a huge volume of trade and, you know, the entrepreneurial really buying exercise by quickly giving it a refurb and then selling it for a profit. There was a, a volume of that kind of activity on the site. I can relate completely because I was one of the people looking for some sort of exercise bike or a treadmill or something before we went into hard lockdown. And did you, did you manage to find something? No, I, I was terrible. <laughs> I just had so much on the go at the same time that um, that as a priority sort of fell down, down on the wayside. One of our colleagues who actually works for the site said for the sake of his marriage, he needed a treadmill for his wife because she's an avid runner and he couldn't 
face the prospect. So he, he traveled like a few hundred Ks outside of Cape Town to go and pick up a treadmill before lockdown hit. Well, luckily, I have a, a garden that runs right around my house. So on a few occasions where I've needed to get rid of some energy, I've actually managed to run around my house like a crazy person. Uh, I think the one <laughs> I did 250 times that I ran around the house. Wow. You know, wow. I, uh, I felt a bit mad after that. Um, <laughs> but I have to ask, how did the business change? When hard lockdown came into play, were there still people trading? I mean, what was the site like? So we naturally took a very large hit in terms of, of visits. So, you know, we, we saw probably a 30% drop in visits and an even greater drop in replies to listings. And, you know, absolutely, we, you know, believe in the principles and, and the, the follow the, the government's amazing lead, actually, in very decisive and swift action on this. And it forebode any in-person meeting of any sort. And so, you know, basic C2C trading, me selling, even if it's to my neighbor, was not allowed. And on the whole, we don't know ever if anybody's actually closed a deal because we don't see the transaction, but certainly our site data showed that people were trading less than they would be normally. What we do note is that there are still replies going through. So I see a listing, as you're seeing on other e-commerce platforms that can't deliver. And then there is a you know, conversation around closing the transaction and the deal after lockdown. But the hard end of it is that we basically saw a drop of somewhere between 30 and 40% of the activity on the platform during hard lockdown. What we were really buoyed by, and this is typical, I believe, of the Gumtree user, is the industriousness of our users. So there certainly was a reduction in the standard trade. But for example, a number of our services guys who offer math tuition or language courses or, you know, any number of different services is a very buoyant category on, on the platform. Suddenly we're shifting to online services. And so in fact, what we had to do is we created a new category for online services. And, you know, we saw a huge sudden uptick in a number of different listings being offered in, in this space, as well as those services which could be offered during lockdown. So the essential services, we created the opportunity to, you know, load up your certificate to confirm your business being certified as an essential service and, and saw that growing as well. And then finally, we also introduced the COVID support category through Gumtree's, you know, evolution. We're very much a community-oriented business that this generally is about me selling and buying goods and services from the people in my neighborhood. You know, we're very much a geographically defined platform. And so we offered a, we, we opened up a COVID support category. It's not a huge category. So there are probably around 500 listings in the category. And it's predominantly people asking for support. So people who are struggling through this period of lockdown. Um, but what has been amazing has actually been the outpouring of support. We're, we've been amazed actually at, you know, people asking for electricity or a ShopRite voucher and how responsive our community has been. So despite seeing massive drops in visits and replies through this time, 
I think the industriousness of our users has really shone through, as well as the generosity and supportiveness of some of our community members. And, and you know, that, that really, I think, reflects the essence of the platform, but also just South Africans coping, their resilience <laughs> coping with uh, uh, times like these. I think that's been one of the greatest things for me is being on this receiving end of the really good news stories of South Africans stepping up and helping each other. It really does shine light to that quote that says, in times of tragedy, always look for the helpers because they'll always be there and they'll always be helping each other. And I love the fact that you've created a whole category on the website to help people and, and to get them to help each other. Completely. And, and uh, you know, I think it's... Um it, it, uh, it's the same as me. It really lifts my spirit um, to know that you put something out there and um, somebody will take the effort to read your listing and um, go and purchase you a voucher and send it to you. It requires really a strong sense of, of empathy and generosity. Um, and and they're, they're small, you know, they really are just micro impacts, but it really is heartwarming to, to see the responsiveness of our community. When we talk about the lockdown, so we were in hard lockdown for many weeks and then we moved into level four. Did you see a change in what was being offered over that sort of evolution of the levels? Completely. So immediately, you know, it's responding to the categories that have been opened up. But we've certainly seen increases in listings, for example, in clothing, winter clothing, trade or listings in all winter related items. So bedding um, and actual beds, furniture, increases in those listings, and in general, replies really coming back to life on the site. So much more activity, many more people coming back onto the platform and making plans to trade either now or into the future. And I think one of the most exciting has been in the the secondhand car dealer space. There has yet been official definition of what the guidelines are under which these dealers can trade. And so, you know, they're anxiously awaiting that confirmation. But certainly what we are seeing is that there's this last week, we've seen a massive upswing. So, you know, in a, probably around 15, 16% return in replies to automotive listings. So there's definitely life flowing back into more of our categories and in particular into the autos category, which is not such a big one for us, but it's such a big one for the economy overall. I'm not sure if you're going to be able to answer this, but have you picked up South Africans that maybe, you know, we speak about how the lockdown and it's a, it's a narrative that has been formed about how the lockdown is affecting households and livelihoods and jobs and people's salaries. Have you picked up some sort of uh, interesting stat around what people are selling that could point to the fact that, yes, South Africa is going through a hard time and they're getting rid of things that perhaps they wouldn't have gotten rid of before? So, you know, because we're in this phase of lockdown, we've yet to see a strong upsurge in domestic C2C listings. But what I can speak to is the fact that we're part of a global network. So, you know, we have sister sites in numerous countries, but particularly in, in Northern Europe and in Germany and the Netherlands, which I think are a little bit ahead of us in terms of their COVID trajectory. So Germany going back to pretty much reopening and also a lightning in the Netherlands as well that's ahead of ours. Huge upsurge. In fact, they're seeing listings volumes higher 
than pre-COVID. So a huge upsurge in domestic trading and selling. And as you're saying, an interesting trend in particular is selling of high ticket items. So seeing, you know, either vehicles, so expensive vehicles, but also in the European context, expensive bicycles, for example. So definitely there's indications that there's a downscaling or a a reduction in expenses or, or just chopping off unnecessary items which you can convert into into capital. And so, as I say, yet in the South African market, because there's still so much restriction around peer-to-peer meeting up and buying and selling from one another, but certainly indications from the European markets is that it's a very, very strong time for classifieds overall, just because people are trying to, you know, monetize everyday household items. But in particular, those luxury items, higher price ticket items, people are, are thinking it's time to, to scale back and trim some of those luxuries. I think maybe also spending so much time in your house has made you realize that there's maybe some things that you just don't need. Uh, you know, I've learned in seven weeks that I really love my popcorn maker, but perhaps I don't need uh, the bicycle that's sitting in my garage. Absolutely. And one of the small campaigns that we've been running that we're going to be picking up on as soon as we can, we can more aggressively encourage people to be selling is decluttering for good. So we are making a contribution to COVID relief funds through listings that are, you know, with a, with a hashtag declutter for good in the listing or in the title, because it's, it's the best time to do your spring cleaning. you identify the items that you don't need, but also you've got time to actually take the photographs and load them up and write the copy and check your pricing. So it's actually a really, really good time to be preparing for post-lockdown and getting your own little secondhand shop together in, in your home. And as I say, we're, we're making a contribution to some COVID relief funds as well through the campaign. I love, love, love that. And, and obviously, good things, guys, all about good things happening. And for you guys to also take that stance and to give back to these funds is, is really reassuring and brings hope. Um, I think that, that is huge right now, is that South Africans, we're in the seventh week of lockdown. We might be losing a little bit of hope and getting a little bit of tired. So, you know, it's good news to say, okay, cool. Yeah, your, your salary might have been cut in half, but you do have a bit of time in your hands and you are able to, to sift through maybe things that you don't need in your house anymore. Plus, when you sell that, there'll be some portion that'll go back to helping other people in the same situation as you. Claire, what are some of the items that we might have in our houses right now that we could sell? I mean, what do we have sitting around that is worth money? So Brent, first of all, you'd be surprised that there's a market for absolutely everything. So you'd be surprised what you could actually get money for that you might actually regard as either trash or just dust collector. But the really valuable items that I'd encourage everybody to go through that that bottom drawer and look for are particularly electronic equipment. So old cell phones, old tablets, old computers, gaming equipment. There's a huge demand for gaming equipment. I know I had an old Wii, very old version of Wii that I was able to sell recently because people are, are moving you know, into this nesting at home phase. On average, we, we ran some surveys with our users. There's probably around 17 items in your home right now. This was the average that you could sell on the Gumtree platform. 
And another statistic that we pulled together in terms of electronic devices, it's something like a billion rands worth of cell phones, mobile phones that are going unsold and unused, sitting around collecting dust in South African homes. So really a huge amount of money to be realized, cash to be realized sitting around at homes. And if it's not electronics, it's also things like bicycles, household appliances and equipment, furniture. These are all categories that are extremely vibrant. Children's clothing, children's furniture, very vibrant categories. You're seeing volumes of replies coming through to those sorts of listings. Items that certainly are sitting in your garage that you could be realizing money for. This leads me to my next question. How difficult is it to upload something? Like if I wanted to sell something right now on Gumtree, and of course, yes, uh, we're only gonna, I'm only going to give you my bicycle when I'm allowed to, hopefully in level three. But how do I, how do I go about doing this? So it's, it's surprisingly easy. It sounds like a, a complicated thing to do, but it, it really is a, a very simple process. And importantly, it's free. So as a seller, you do need to register with the platform. All you need to do to register is an email address and a, an email account because the, the account is necessary for you to get all your replies to your listing. So you register on the site. And then you follow a, a very simple guided post ad flow. So you hit the post button, you follow a little flow, which you know, requires you to fill in a title for your ad, to pick a price, a little bit of a description, and then, of course, add some photos. You can list either through the mobile web version of our, of our platform. You can do it on your desktop if you're more comfortable, a laptop with a little bit more space. But also highly recommended is the Gumtree app because it's got the, the camera built in. So that's um, probably the easiest and quickest way is to list with the app. It can take you really nothing more than two or three minutes to load up your item. I do always recommend, though, to spend a little bit of time on your listing, actually, especially if you have a bit of time. So the, the process is simple, but think about making sure that you include all the information that a buyer might want, because they're going to come back and ask the question. So rather put the information into your listing. So for example, if you're selling a table, put the dimensions of the table in and take you know, multiple shots of the table so that it doesn't require a buyer to come back and say, oh, well, how high is it? Uh, I don't, you know, if it's X height, then it won't fit in my room. Rather give more information rather than less information. And the same with photos. You know, the rule of thumb is as many photos as you possibly can. And also, if there are any issues with the item, so you've got a scratch or a ding, rather put it into the listing. Don't be afraid. This means that you're likely to be selling the item at slightly less. Rather disclose everything, warts and all, about your, your item, build it into the price, and you'll be surprised at how excited people might be by your dinged table or your, your scratched table. Somebody who's handier than you might be able to refurb it and renovate it better than you can. So disclose as much as possible, share all of the details. And then pricing is always the probably the toughest decision. And my recommendation is to always go into the marketplace, get an idea on pricing in the category, and then the market will tell you. That's always the amazing thing. It's pricing is how much somebody is prepared to buy your item for and how much you're prepared 
to part with it for. And the market will tell you, if you're not getting replies for your item, it's probably because you've priced it too high and it's time to drop the price a little bit and, and, and test the market. Conversely, if you get hundreds of replies, you've probably priced it too low and you can negotiate it up. If I could leave us with one last question, and that is, what could other businesses learn? Because you guys have obviously evolved and you've got these new categories and you're trying to help people and your consumers and local traders still be able to stimulate work and money during this time. But what sort of advice could you give other listeners and businesses that might be worried about the evolution of business through the COVID-19 pandemic and subsequent lockdown? One of the best COVID health videos I watched was somebody from the World Health Organization who spoke around don't wait to be perfect, rather go. So waiting to be perfect means that you're going to be too late and your response will, you will have missed the, the pandemic and it'll have run away from you and you won't have actually acted because you were waiting to have everything laid out and sorted out. And I think that that's been a, a massive lesson that we've learned on the platform as well is you need to jump and experiment and try, even if it isn't going to be 100% perfect or slick, that it's more important to be experimenting and trying and evolving and learning as you go than trying to get everything neatly laid out. Because in this world that we're in right now, nobody knows where it's going and what's going to happen. So you need to be responding, adapting, changing, being flexible, changing path, pivoting one way, trying another thing, really, really focus on evolving and adapting. Um, and so, you know, for a, a small business who doesn't have an online presence, for example, there's a huge shift. You're seeing it in other markets, a huge shift into wanting to transact and move into a more online environment because I don't necessarily want to get out into the, the real world as much as I, I was before. Um, you're a small business. You don't have a website. Pop yourself onto Gumtree. Pop your service. Pop your product. Look at other options. Give it a go. There's very little to lose. Experiment and try and learn as you go. So that would be the lesson that certainly I've taken away for, for Gumtree. And what I'd recommend for other businesses who are needing to adapt and evolve is just don't be afraid. Go towards the change try and learn and try again. I love, love, love that. And thank you for sharing a bit of knowledge and a bit of insight into gumtree.co.za with us today. Claire, it's been amazing having you on the show. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Brent. I've really enjoyed this conversation and I absolutely love and respect the work that you're doing with your site as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. And for all the listeners, at times it can feel like we're going through this alone, but we are not. We are all in this together, separated in our houses, but all together. And that's how we get through this, guys, together. Wishing you a great week and only good things. I'm Brent Lindeke, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy, and you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a jackpot podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate, or review my podcast, go to iTunes, Iona FM, or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks and only good things.